0: Welcome into another episode of the Render Podcast. I am your host, Cam, and I'm so honored to be able to be talking into your ears or your speakers today. We have a super special episode, and um, it's one that I have learned a lot over the years. And what we're talking about today is personality assessment tools and how they relate not only to your team and how you lead your teams, but also how you sell to the clients that are coming in your doors or through your inboxes to work with you. So tune into today's episode. Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. talking about personality assessment tools and how they relate to your business, not only in the way that you lead your teams, but also how you sell to your clients as well. We're going to go through four different segments of what this looks and feels like. And like I said in the intro, you may want to write some of these down because they're going to be super helpful for you. So we're going to dive straight into segment number one, which is the basics of what a personality assessment is. And so if you're new to this personality assessment or um, kind of understanding personalities, I want to give you a little bit of a overview of what this is like. And we're going to dive into two different types of personality tests. Now, there are zillions. There's a ton of personality tests out there. There are um, things that we're going to talk today about is the Enneagram and the DISC assessment. There's also the um, 16 personalities, there is Strengths Finders, there's Myers Briggs, there's so many other different ones, but we're going to hone in on two different ones today because they align a little bit more together and they hone in on some specifics. We're going to focus the majority of our time on the DISC assessment because that one. Um, is certainly a little bit more um, integrated into the business world and how we understand it when it comes to leadership and sales. So this is super important because if you can understand who is on your team, what um, what they think, feel, understand, how they communicate, how they receive communication, and same thing through sales, how you communicate to a client, versus how they communicate to you. These things that we're gonna talk about today are gonna be super helpful in how you understand those and then um, tweak a little bit about how you communicate to these people, right? So we're gonna go through um, just an overview of what the Enneagram and what the DISC assessment is. So the Enneagram is made up of nine different types of people. And they each have a name to it. And then a couple things that um, describe that person. And So I'm going to go through each one and maybe as you go through this episode, maybe you realize that you are a certain type of person and um, you align with that type of person. Something else that I want you to think through and kind of have, to have at the back of your mind is who is your ideal client? Who is it that you want to sell to? What type of personality? do you align with? What personality is easiest for you to have a um, conversation with? And just so you know, it might not be the person that you are. It might not be the Enneagram or the DISC um, that you are. So think about that, have that in the back of your mind as I go through these. So the first one is Enneagram. Like I said, there is nine personality types with it. If you were an Enneagram one, you would be considered the reformer. That means you are rational, you're idealistic, and you tend to be a little bit more of a perfectionist. If you are an Enneagram 2, that's called the helper. They are typically deeply caring people. They're people pleasers and they're generous with their time, with their efforts, with their money, and lots of different generosities with the helper. If you're number 3, you are an achiever. You are success-oriented, you're driven, image-conscious, and you put things that um, give you success or make you feel successful at the forefront of your life. If you're an Enneagram 4, you are called the individualist. You are sensitive to certain subjects and conversations. You're expressive in the way that you feel things, and you are a feeler. Those are the type of people that you're going to have deep, intimate conversations with because they thrive on those. If you're an Enneagram 5, you're called the investigator. You are perceptive. You're innovative. Sometimes you can be secretive in in a good way. These people are really great at planning the most perfect surprise proposal, if you know what I mean. They are uh, investigators. The 6 is the loyalist. They're engaging. They are typically very responsible people. But sometimes they can be a little anxious because they want to be as close to being loyal as possible. The Enneagram 7 is the enthusiast. This is the busy, thriving person. They are fun-loving and they are adventurous. They're the ones that are going to call you and ask to go on a um, random trip to somewhere that they've never heard of before because they love and thrive on adventure. The Enneagram 8 is the challenger. They are powerful, they are decisive, and they tend to be confrontational types of people. They are really great to have um, around when you need someone to have your back. The Enneagram 9, the last one on this Enneagram scale, is the peacemaker. They are easygoing, they're reassuring. Sometimes they can be complacent, but they like to avoid any conflict. And they like to bring peace to the environment that they're in. So maybe you recognize that you might be aligning with one or even two of these Enneagrams. The Enneagram is interesting because there's so many different um, pieces and parts of the Enneagram that you can get into. So there is numbers, what I just went through, and you can wing one way or the other. And it usually is the number next to it. And so, um, for example, I am an Enneagram three, I'm an achiever, that success is something that I thrive and strive for all the time. Um, I'm an Enneagram wing four, which means I have the individualist as kind of a side wing. That's where I gravitate to. And typically as whatever Enneagram you are, you're going to gravitate to the number on one side of you, or you're going to gravitate towards the other side. They're also in this web of Enneagram is when you are a certain number, you can have a healthy state of being that type of personality, and you can have an unhealthy state. Think about your life over the last, let's say, 10 years. You probably have had some seasons that you are your healthiest mentally, emotionally, maybe physically. Then you've probably had some seasons that you were not all there, you were not as healthy as you are. Um, mentally, emotionally, physically. And so when you are a certain number and you are in your healthy state, you're gonna gravitate towards something else. You're gonna gravitate towards expressing in a certain way and then vice versa, when you are in an unhealthy state, you're gonna express the opposite way. When I am, just for example, as an Enneagram three, when I am not in my most healthy mental and emotional state, I gravitate towards the challenger. And that can be tough. Um, When I am in my super healthy state, I tend to um, gravitate towards the enthusiast. So there are so many different rhymes and reasons through the Enneagram, which is probably my favorite personality test when it comes to just in general. However, I really love the DISC test when it comes to business and when it comes to leadership and sales. And so that was an overview of the Enneagram and I'm going to show you a couple ways if you're not as familiar with the disc and how the Enneagram and certain numbers align with certain other personality types. So the disc test is a made up of D I S C. D is for dominance. They are direct, they are results driven and they are firm. These are more similar to Enneagram 1s and 3s. For dominance, they're typically a boss. They um, are typically higher up in a business. Maybe they're a CEO of a business. The I is influence. They are outgoing, enthusiastic, and lively. They're going to be most like an enneagram three, six, or seven. Again, these are all you know in your healthy or unhealthy states. And um, so the um, influence. These are going to be people that are um, influencers, for example. Uh, Obviously, influence and influencer, it's the same root word. And so if you look at an influencer, someone who is um, enticing and who can help you understand something a little bit differently, uh, these are going to be people who are maybe a celebrity or um, they have a lot of power over how you see something. The S is for steadiness. This is even-tempered, they're patient, they're tactful. These can be very similar to Enneagram 2s, 4s, or 9s. They want to make sure that everything is good to go. Um, They are the um, reliable ones. They are the ones that you know what you're going to get when you talk to them. They don't have surprises, typically. The C is conscientious. These are... Analytical, reserved, and systematic people. They're the tire kickers of the world. My dad is a C, and it is very clear because he is very analytical. This is someone who maybe they say, oh, I think in the form of spreadsheets. That's going to be your C. They are going to align with fives, eights, and nines. So you might have noticed that I overlapped a few of these because they sometimes can overlap with Enneagram but the C is conscientious. Also, I can't say that word very well, so you might have to forgive me throughout this episode. So the strengths and limitations of these different tests, I'm going to go through the strengths first. So the strengths about each of these is that the Enneagram is really great for understanding you and the core people that are around you that you interact with. The DISC is great for leading teams and understanding your audience or your buyers. Some limitations about these, so Enneagram has a lot of webs with wings and nuances and how you act and react in your healthy versus unhealthy mindsets, and sometimes it can be a little overwhelming. While a DISC, while it has many variations to it depending on who is teaching it, however, this core to this assessment is true throughout. You might hear different terms for each letter, but they all align around the same um, pulse. Some resources that I have um, really come to love and know are two that I'm going to focus in on today. The first one is on Instagram. If you like the Enneagram, I always follow the um, Enneagram Ashton. We'll link it in the show notes for you of this episode. That Enneagram Ashton on Instagram is really helpful because she will go through different scenarios that you might have in your life. And then she shows how each Enneagram number reacts to those situations. So I really love what she does there. And I also am pulling from a website called truity.com. And so this is a really great one for the disc and understanding that in the workplace. So I'm going to pull some things from there and add in some things that I've learned over the years. So. We are going to be going into section two of today's episode, the four major personality types of the DISC test. And we're gonna talk about the DISC mostly today as it relates to the workplace for your team and your clients. Again, I'm pulling resources from truity.com today as they have fantastic content for DISC in the workplace. They also have free assessments to take as well. And so if you don't know what type of a, uh, personality you are on the DISC, or you wanna have your team take these, they have free assessments that you can take. It's like a little questionnaire. So we're gonna focus on four terms. Now I pulled these from um, Truity in the way that they discuss them. And so they're gonna be a little bit different than what I just talked to you about in section one of what the disc is. So D is going to represent drive, I is influence, S is support, and C is clarity. So we're gonna go through D. This person takes charge and they get things done. They are making decisions and focusing on results. Sometimes they can be blunt, ambitious, and goal-oriented. It's really important to understand who the D is because it could be you or it could be your client that you are working with. And certain things um, of how you communicate will make them understand or totally misunderstand you the i influence their engaging others and sharing enthusiasm they inspire and persuade others they can usually be very energetic outgoing and warm and so if you're going to compare the d to the i if you're going to be um, blunt and goal oriented in the way that you communicate to a d that is not going to at all resonate with an I if they are energetic and outgoing versus blunt. Those are, those are polar opposite types of people. The S is the support. They are helpful and they show care for others and they look for ways out of their day to assist and serve people. They're caring, they're kind, they're humble. And so if you're gonna be talking about um, or, or living into the ambitious, Life with a D, it could directly (laughs) oppose a support who is humble. And so, again, we have to understand what these are. The C being clarity, because it's easier to say than conscientious. Um, They work steadily and systematically. They are people who are going to focus on order, accuracy, precision. They're methodical. They're precise. These are, again, the tire kickers of the world. So it's really important to understand these tools as it's really important in how you lead and sell, not only through sales, but also how you lead through your marketing and your operations. Because no matter what type of business you're in, the way that you communicate, the way that you market, and the way that you uh, fulfill orders is through sales, marketing, and operations. And each of those departments of your business or sections of your business all have communication tools where the client or the end user of your product or your business, they do interact with every single one of these areas of your business. If you're someone who runs your business or even if you're in a leadership role of a company, it's really important to understand where you land on the DISC assessment. But then as a step further, it's even more important to also dive into the tools that help you become stronger equipped in each of the areas of the disc so that you can lead well. You will be a dominant um, letter. You're either going to be dominant in the D, I, C, or S, but it's important to grow in the abilities to lead in each area of this assessment. The best leaders of the world. Think of the best leader that you know right now, it could be anyone, but that person can take charge and get things done, but also be able to engage others and share enthusiasm. They're also helpful and they show empathy when needed and can work steadily and analyze areas of their work that they can focus on for order and accuracy. That type of person is one of the best leaders in the world. And it can be you, but you have to understand that you might be dominant in one certain area and you need to flex in certain areas and work in certain areas to be better at those things. It's kind of like working out, right? I grew up playing soccer. Soccer was my jam. It was my sport. And so my legs were in great shape. I miss those sometimes. But my legs were great because I was running and I was kicking and I was doing leg workouts to make sure that my kick was strong enough. But that meant that my arms suffered. or didn't suffer, but they also weren't in the same area because I was dominant in one area. And so you have to work out to become stronger in certain areas that you may not have been paying as close attention to. And so as a leader of a business, Whether you run the business or you're in a leadership role, it's important to know what type of personality you have and then strengthen the other ones because you will have to lean into every single one of these personality types as a leader of the company. You will have to take charge and get things done as the leader of your company or your branch of the company. You will also have to engage with your team members you will have to create enthusiasm when there is none you have to dive into the influence side you also have to be supportive you have to look for ways to serve you have to have empathy and you have to care about the people that work with you and you also have to be very clear in your expectations you have to have um, systems You have to be able to analyze areas of your business and your work to become stronger in those. And so each part of these are very, very important. So you have to learn about them and then figure out ways or things that you can put in your life that give you the strength to continue on. Number three um, today is assessing and adapting to your team's personalities. Within the first year of someone working for you, or ideally sooner, what I'm gonna encourage you to do is to encourage your team to take the DISC test. This is important because it's going to show you a lot about this person. Some people in their interview process will have them take a DISC test as well so that they understand who you are before even hiring you. You can also likely take a guess after you know your team members well of what type they might be and so pick up on what they say how they act how they uh, approach conflict how they approach sales how they approach communication in general it's really important to speak to the strengths and weaknesses of each team member and if you know their disc type this is going to help them and your company perform at their best if you don't know what they are then that's where i would encourage you to have them take the test for example Your operations department is going to absolutely thrive with someone who is leading as a drive or clarity type of person, who have supportive people or clarity team members. Your sales department is going to absolutely thrive with someone leading as a driver type with team members that are of the influence or support types. Your marketing department is going to thrive with someone leading who has a clarity type with influence and support team members. What that means is that if you are running an operations department and that is your role, it is going to be really, really important that you are very strong in the drive or the clarity, the D or the C in this DISC test. If you are dominant in one of those areas, try to lean into the clarity side of a drive. If you're a clarity, lean into the drive side of it. But it's going to be really important for you to be of that personality type. And then have people on your team who are support, the S, and who are clarity, the C. You want someone who's going to look for ways to assist and serve within your operations department. Your sales department, if you are a leader of the sales, you're going to thrive as a driver. You're going to thrive as a D on the disc test. You're going to want team members who are influence or support types, the I or the S. That means you're going to want to have salespeople who are engaging with others, who create enthusiasm and excitement around sales. You're also going to want to have someone who is supportive, that they share care for those people. If you are leading a marketing department, you're going to thrive with a clarity personality, someone who is going to be systematic and focus on order and accuracy and precision. This type of person is going to understand trends in the marketplace. They're going to understand what is happening in marketing in general, and they're going to have a clear understanding of how to use marketing to support the business overall. You might need to find some people or systems that help you create influence and support the, e or the I and the S, something that is going to bring enthusiasm to your marketing, something that is going to be helpful and kind and caring about what you are putting together as the heartbeat of your business. Now, let's switch gears and talk a little bit about selling to clients of different personalities. Understanding the personality types as it relates to how someone assesses how they are going to make a buying decision is really important as it should influence you about how you market your products and services along with the language and how your sales team speaks to your potential and current clients. We'll use the same breakdowns of the DICS for buying types, but switch up the habits of each when it comes to how they make buying decisions. Let's focus in on the driver first. Typically, they're efficient and they're direct. They're looking for experiences that you deliver and follow through as they're expecting and even go the extra mile, although they won't say this, but they do expect it at the end of the day. They're focused on time savings and reducing stress. This is typically a very corporate event suit and tie type of person. They have status, and they want to show it at their event. So the driver is going to communicate these in ways that um, they express, oh, I don't have enough time to focus on this, will you handle it for me? They'll say things like, oh, I'm so stressed about all the details coming together for this event. They're going to be very direct and efficient in their communication to you, and so they're probably going to know generally what they want, and they're gonna want you to give it to them fast and follow through. They typically are the person that are gonna email you with every single item that they want and they're very specific in what they are looking for. It's really important to understand this type of person because the way that you wanna communicate back to them is also efficient and direct. You wanna answer every single question that they have, even though they may not have very many questions The places that they're going to go on your website are going to be the FAQs, they're going to go to your sales pages, and they're going to want to see all the information that gives them the best decision making. Now let's talk about the influence, the I. They are typically dreamers, and they have a vision of what they want it to look like and feel like. They're willing to take risks and go outside of the box of the norm of what events typically are. They want to feel like they're the hero and that they deserve the best and they're rewarded for their hard work. These are going to be your celebrity clients, the ones that talk about that Instagrammable moment and moments of impact. These type of people are going to be the ones that give you an idea or they give you a description of what they want their event to look and feel like. They're typically not going to be the ones that say, I want this, 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 and this. I want these quantities. They're not going to be that type of person. They're going to want you to um, help them put together their vision of their event with supplies and services for that. They don't uh, mind going outside the box. They want to create those Instagrammable moments and those Pinterest photos that you're going to find later. They want to be the first ones to do it. So they're gonna think outside the box. They also wanna make sure that um, they and their personality and who they are are shown and known. Let's focus in on the S, the support. These are people that are relatable and are connectors. They're observant and they're personable. They wanna feel like they have a place of belonging and can simplify their project. They thrive on conversations and connections with others in meaningful relationships. These are going to be your classic mother of the bride with the overstuffed binder who has been dreaming of her daughter's wedding since the day that she was born. They're also the planners that can take a vision from their client and help execute it well. The support types of personalities are going to want to have meetings with you. They're going to want to call you. They're going to want to have communication with you because they want to make sure that everything is perfect. They've been dreaming about this event, maybe for a really long time, or they've been dreaming about it since last year's party. They want to feel like they are known and heard and have a place here, What they're going to look for on your site on your website are going to be your reviews. They're going to want to make sure that you are reputable to work with and they want to see your portfolio. The clarity, the C, these are analyzers who want to reduce risk and focus on quality. They're very opposite of the influence. The influence, they want to take risks. The clarity, avoid them at all cost. They're typically tinkers and typically tire kickers but they usually make the best decisions because they take time to look at all the details and make informed decisions instead of heart decisions. They are typically an accountant or they're calculated planners with organization skills that would make, honestly, the home edit gals jealous. Clarity is really important when you come to your website and you have a very clear expectations of what it's like to work with you. They're going to want to read your about page, In every little detail about who you are and what you do in your business. They wanna see the reviews, they're gonna shop your FAQ page, they're gonna go to your blog, they want to know who you are and if you're the best vendor to work with. So all four of these personality types have different components to how you communicate with them. And it's important to think about these when it comes to your communication and also your website and your marketing tactics of how you show your business. Remember the very start of this episode where I asked you to think about the type of personality that you want as your ideal client? Well, now's the time to think about that. What type of person do you want and um, need to be working with? Who do you get along with the best? What type of personality do you gravitate towards? What are the personality types of the people around you that you've chosen to do life with? Those types of people are who you should be, um, probably 75% of your marketing should be towards, but you also wanna make sure that you have marketing tools and tactics and things on your website that speak to each of these personalities as well. Now, when we look at these personality types in our clients, it can help us swap our messaging and how we email, call, or text to communicate with them. The reality is that each of these personality types will be buyers of your company. However, you should hone in on what that type of uh, primary and secondary ideal clients are, and then form your messaging through marketing towards those types of clients. So to wrap up what you've learned today, remember that personality types can be so helpful in how you lead your teams and also how you form your messaging through marketing and sales follow-ups based on what types of persons you are talking to. While these are incredibly helpful, take some time to dive into the resources I've mentioned in this episode that are also linked in the show notes to understand more. Next week, we have a really powerful episode all about SEO and how you can create copy on your website that converts into sales. These topics come straight from you as listeners by DMing us and emailing into our team what you want to hear more of. So I encourage you, if you follow us on Instagram, go send us a message when you are loving an episode and want to hear something new, or if you just want to say, hey, thank you so much for tuning in today. And every week that you listen, you can follow us at therender.educate for podcasts and other business resources we share in our our own rental company at the render.event. We'll see you next week and thanks for tuning in.